0: Welcome to session six of our series, Word. We live in a time when people seek enlightenment. People want to know the purpose of life. They want to know what is beyond this life. Amazingly, some some will just go with the flow, unconcerned about any of that, while others will seek high and low answers. As followers of Jesus, we are clear that the source document for us is the Bible. This holy, inspired book, written by men that God chose, is in our hands as a witness. But so what? So what if we read it and to its, its entirety? Listen, it is a book that calls for response. It's the reason that most sermons are followed by a response time. It's like after I've heard the truth, now what shall I do? We know June to October on the Gulf Coast as hurricane season. We all tune in to the Weather Channel during that time of year. We respond to the warnings by going and emptying the stores of water bottles and batteries, and and we board up our windows. The seriousness of the threat demands a response. The Bible speaks of life and death matters. In fact, eternal life and death matters. In Job and Proverbs, we read that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I like Tony Evans' take on that. he He defines it this way. The fear of the Lord is simply taking God seriously. How we respond when God speaks matters. It can and does have life and death consequences. This is our final session of our kickoff to Word. At this point, we've learned five levels of Bible engagement. Hear, read, study, memorize, and meditate. All of this to get God's Word into us. But for what purpose? Life change. Life transformation. We are in it to live it. In this session, we will discover God's expectation for us when He speaks from His Word what kind of response pleases him and what our response reveals about our love relationship to him as we walk through this session together ask yourself now that i'm engaging his word what kind of response am i giving him would god as my heavenly father be pleased with my response Do my responses to his word reveal that I'm hot, cold, lukewarm in the faith? Let's begin by understanding what God is looking for when he speaks to us. First of all, God God expects our obedient response when he speaks. In Luke's parallel account to the Sermon on the Mount, he lays out what the kingdom of God looks like for a disciple. After a series of moral imperatives and a call to examine oneself, Jesus brings it back to the basics. Obedience. Jesus challenged his disciples when he said, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Now the term Lord in the generic sense means owner of possessions. Therefore we, we belong to. To Jesus if we really believe that Jesus is the boss of us then we would do what the boss says if he's truly Lord we should do what he says apply that to the written word after studying and and reading and and just fully engaging God's Word we ought to do what it says In short, our claim to call Jesus Lord is not valid if we don't obey His word. He was saying in response to His word, if you knew it, you would do it. In Genesis chapter 12, God told Abram to move his family, and he did it. You see, genuine faith requires footsteps. On the Damascus Road, Jesus encountered Saul and told him to go and wait for further instruction. He did. There are plenty of examples of God speaking to people, expecting them to do what He said. Jonah, Moses, and on and on it goes. When God speaks to to us through his word, he expects our obedient response. So how do you treat God's word? Like a a textbook or car manual? You know, in college we bought a lot of textbooks and at the end of the semester, at the end of the term, we'd go back to the bookstore and sell them because they were really for a one-time use. car manual is a little different. A car manual stays with you as long as you have that car. When you sell or trade that car, it goes with that car for the next person. Because the information in that manual applies to that specific vehicle. How much more should we lean on God's word to us? God speaks to us expecting us to do what he says. And frankly, it's for our own good. All the hearing, reading, studying, memorizing, meditating means nothing if we don't do what he says. God expects our obedient response when he speaks. But what is the character of obedience that pleases the Lord. God desires us to respond with first-time obedience. Jonah didn't obey God immediately and he had to be rerouted. King Saul did not obey God completely and it cost him the kingdom. Moses initially told God the reasons that he couldn't be the deliverer. God is looking for people to follow him completely without questioning him. God expects us to trust him. In Genesis chapter 22, Abraham exhibits such trust as he he gets up early to respond to God's unique request, which turned out to be a huge test that Abraham passed. When God speaks, how do you respond? Right away or with delay? Completely or partially? Without complaining or do you go willingly? Without challenging or do you go with compliance? If your response to God is troublesome, just think, how would you want your children or folks that you manage at work to respond to your authority? You see, first time obedience is the character of obedience that pleases God. How we respond to God when He speaks matters because it reveals where our heart is. It reveals where our heart is to God. You see, when He speaks, He expects us to do what He says. And when we say yes to the what? Because we trust God with no questions. He genuinely knows where our heart is. We prove our love to God when we obey His word. In John 14:15. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey what I command. Listen, if you find yourself with a past history of not quite obeying God properly, here's hope. The resurrected Jesus found Simon Peter, who had had denied even knowing him and even cussed about it a little bit, three times prior to the crucifixion. Jesus tracks him down after the resurrection with the intent to restore him. And Jesus asked him in that scene three times if if he loved him. And after this restoration to restore him, Jesus gave a command to Peter to go and shepherd his church. And Peter's words were followed by action. First John 2, 5 says, but whoever keeps his word in him, the love of God has truly been perfected. This was exhibited by Abraham in Genesis 22. See, we prove our love to God when we obey his word. If you have an obedience problem you really have a a love problem. So here's our conclusion. The ultimate goal of all Bible engagement is obedience. When God speaks, He expects our response. God desires we respond with the character of first-time obedience. Our response matters because it reveals the temperature of our heart. In the Old Testament book of Ezra, it's a time when the Jewish exiles are returning to the promised land. And the scribe, Ezra, who would be one that wrote the scriptures, studied the scriptures deeply, Ezra's heart was touched to pursue God, but not just for study, but for service. In Ezra, we see that faithful, faithfulness to the Lord is, is demonstrated by proper attention to worship. However, Worship is always preceded by obedience. Here's a challenge I want to leave with us. Listen, your, your heart is the key to making and sustaining next steps. That's why the Scriptures talk often a lot about guarding the heart. So what, what fresh commitments to the Word of God will you make? What new habits of engaging the word will you embrace? You See, when God speaks, He expects His people, His people, to respond to the character of first time obedience. After all, delayed obedience is disobedience now in the now. Once you have learned that you can trust God, you can simply say yes to the what. And once God sees you put your trust in Him by taking active obedient steps, He knows you love Him. Head knowledge is not our purpose for Bible engagement. It's life change. We are in the word, we are in it to live it. So I don't know where you're at in this study if you've gotten into the word and then you've got out. I wanna encourage you to jump back in, stay and see. This steadfastness, staying in God's word is the thing that protects us, guides us, leads us. I know that we can fall out of it. But for us to persevere and be the person that God had in mind when He made us, we've got to stay in His Word and get it into us so that we're equipped to live it. Go in God's peace and stay in the Word. Be in it to live it.